Hello, boxing fans around the world. Welcome to another edition of Talking Fight featuring Sean, Sean featuring Christian from the Friday Night Panel. How you doing, Christian? And we're I'm talking about the Olympics. Yep, I'm very well, thank you. And uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Olympics and boxing at the Olympics. What have you found out today for us, Sean? I mean, Christian. All right, we're going to do that, are we? Okay. Easy, Anthony. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, that's a first. Either way. Well, you know what? Our friends in Britain have been talking a lot lately, and especially since they're on their way over to this tournament in Serbia. That's uh, well, I think the actual matches start uh, tomorrow morning at the uh, Belgrade Winners Tournament. So we had a look around today, and a little story came out uh, about Fraser Clark that I wanted to share with you guys here. So Britain's Fraser Clark says that he's targeting a professional heavyweight world boxing title within four years once he's claimed Olympic gold at Tokyo 2020. So if all goes to plan for uh, for Fraser here, you're going to be hearing his name a lot more often. The Commonwealth champion is one of the favorites for the games, but he is going to have to wait until June to qualify after last year's event in London was postponed as coronavirus cases rose in the UK. So the tournament has now been moved to Paris, as you guys already know, and Clark is turning up at the Belgrade Winners Tournament in Serbia, which is going to be running starting from, again, running matches starting from Saturday the 24th and through Wednesday the 28th. So the 28, sorry, 29-year-old actually, has been around the British Olympics setup now for three cycles. And uh, he's regularly been a sparring partner with three-time, uh, sorry, three-belt world champion and London 2012 gold medalist Anthony Joshua. So emulating that success at Tokyo is Clark's big dream. But when the games were postponed last year, he does admit that he had his doubts as to whether or not he was going to wait. Now, what he said was, "I thought that this was going to be it, to be honest." You have to follow your heart, and I think that I would have been heartbroken watching the rest of the guys had I not waited, knowing what I've uh, what I've put into it. If I don't give it my all, if I don't do my best, I'll be gutted because I'm a patient person. People talk about my age and stuff. I'm going to be 30 this year, and I feel that I'm coming into the best years of my life now. Uh, my best days are definitely ahead of me. So Clark believes that winning Olympic gold is likely to open doors for him quicker once he turns professional. Now, and he doesn't plan on hanging around when he does move on from amateur boxing. What Clark, so Clark stated, I think first and foremost, obviously, you get the Olympics out of the way, and that'll take up most of this year. I'd like my professional debut before the year, but who that will be against, when will that be, I don't know that yet. Uh, maybe end of October, maybe November. We'll start moving through the domestic levels, which I think is something that I could do pretty fast. No disrespect to anyone. I just feel that my experience that I've gained as an amateur boxer and my style of boxing, I think it's going to suit the professional game really well. We'll go the traditional route. He's going to work his way through uh, the local boys first by the sounds of it. Clark says that he is yet to, uh, as of yet, to speak to a boxing promoter as he wants to focus fully on Tokyo, but does have an idea on who he's going to try to go with. And, you know, given how well he knows Anthony Joshua, I think we can probably uh, get a bit of an idea who we might be going with ourselves. But uh, boxing this week in Serbia. And he will definitely be one to look out for and uh, in the heavyweight category. And I think he has a good chance of bringing home gold for that one as well. Good prediction. Well, this one's not a particularly hard prediction to make. I, I, I think he's going to do well on this, on this particular one. Uh, bringing you guys uh, 
bit of an update from something we talked about a little a uh, few weeks back now. Uh, the Russian Olympic medal winners in Tokyo this year, and as well as at the Beijing Olympics in 2022, coming up in February, uh, will be ser serenaded by Tchaikovsky's music, the country's Olympic committee said uh, on Thursday. Now, you guys know, because we covered this on the show, their national anthem is banned currently uh, because of doping offenses. So Russian athletes are barred from competing at major international events, including the Olympics, under the country's flag, as well as with the anthem up until 2022. And that's following a ruling by a court of arbitration for sport late last year. Stanislav Poznikov, president of Russia's Olympic Committee, said in a statement that the music used at the medal ceremonies for Russians competing as representatives of the and that's because they're not competing at as delegates of the Russian Olympic Committee. I know it's splitting hairs, but that's that's how they're getting around this. Uh, but those competing as representatives of the ROC will be serenaded by a fragment of Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto Number no. 1. Many Russian athletes were sidelined from the past two Olympics, and the country's flag was banned at the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics uh, as a punishment for state-sponsored doping at the 2014 Sochi Games in Russia. Russia has in the past, though, acknowledged some shortcomings in the implementation of their anti-doping sponsored doping program. So you guys will remember that a little while back they had asked to use this piece of music, but it was uh, kind of up in the air as they had already had a, I think it was a folk song, a Russian folk song turned down by the IOC because they felt it was too, uh, too close to being an actual Russian anthem. So I had to find something that was... A little bit more worldly, definitely. And I think to, uh, I think they came to a decent understanding there. My personal opinion. You, you there, Graham? Yeah, I think you're dropping out though. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you just froze on my screen for a moment here. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep motoring on though. You let me know if I drop off though. So a. Uh, in what's kind of inevitable news coming up around these games, a police officer helping with Japan's Olympic torch relay has become the first participant related to the, the event to be diagnosed with COVID-19. Wow. So the man in his 30s, yeah, man in his 30s tested positive after working on a relay in Kagawa Prefecture on Japan's southern island of Shikoku. Uh, Tokyo 2020 organizers said in a statement on Thursday that the officer was guiding traffic in the town of uh, Neoshima on Saturday and came down with a fever the following day, uh, citing see the organizers and prefectural police separately uh, confirmed the story. And, they, and in the wake of this, two runners, a TV personality, a former Olympian, have all dropped out of a relay event due to be held in the Western prefecture of Tatori next month. So we're starting to see some people start to drop off from uh, from the games as well so that's that's not great news unfortunately but we kind of we saw it coming wow. sorry i just having a quick look at what carl was writing there on the side uh agreeing with uh winning gold uh he thinks that winning gold for fraser clark is definitely going to open some doors as he feels that uh anthony joshua was fast tracked due to that gold medal and he's probably right and we've talked about exposure before for, you know, these guys in, uh, you know, in Eastern Asia, sorry, in Central Asia, they come home with a gold medal and they're living like kings. Oh, look what happened to Lance Lewis, that great Canadian fighter. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just taking a shot at Carl. Uh, 
because you know you can. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Mike defended our Mike defended our Canadian honor on last belt boxing uh, regarding the Lennox Lewis question the other day. So I don't think we need to rehash that one on him. <laughs> yeah, we got but you. those were the big stories that were coming across my desk this morning. Unfortunately, there's very little out there as far as pu publication as to what's going on in the run up to uh, the Serbian uh, the Serbian tournament in Serbia, the Belgrade Winners Tournament. Uh, but the, the fights actually start tomorrow, so we'll start seeing the fight cards, and we'll have a better idea as to who is who's actually involved in this. There's over 211 boxers from like 30 countries, but I don't have specifics because for some reason you you know, go to even uh, the Euro, you know European Boxing Commission, you go to their uh, events page for it, you click on the official event website, it takes you to a Serbian fashion site. So. Unfortunately, not a lot, at least not written in the English language about the run-up to this tournament, but as that tournament progresses, we'll definitely bring you some results. We'll do our best. All right. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll figure out how to use Google Translate. Well, it's more about <laughs> finding it in Serbian the first time. You know, figure out some keywords, maybe. Our, our we'll British friends there. are chime, chime, chiming in on Lex Lewis. I mean, just no end to this debate. Uh, Yes, his amateur record was uh, under the union, Jack, as, <laughs> as mentioned. Um, but, uh, you know, there's two two things to say to that. First off, here in Ontario, we've got a union Jack on our provincial flag. That doesn't mean True. a whole lot. I mean, you know, if, if I, you know, I could show you a loony or a toonie right now, but find my wallet. It's the same person on the back of the coin. But at the end of the day, Lennox Lewis had a choice. He had a choice to box to say, am I going to try to box for Britain? Am I going to box for Canada? He made that choice. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Carl knows that too. Mm. Oh man, but but uh, I can't remember which uh, Facebook group is just rant. The debate is insane. Uh, you know, because I, I had to chime in on the side, even though I was born in England. I chimed in on the side of Canada, and holy moly, he won the titles. <laughs> uh, was it the Jamaican flag? Oh, man. All good stuff. All good stuff. Well, thanks very much, Christian. Appreciate it. We'll see you tonight on the Friday night panel at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, Carl, if you're out there, you're more than welcome to join us. Thank you. know our uh, login info. Um, uh, I guess that's about it then, right? And uh, do we do one on Saturday? No, we don't do one on Saturday. Why? Because we work on Saturdays. We watch all the fights. Um, so we'll see you on Monday. No, I'll see you tonight. Yes, you will. <laughs> and I just said that. All you right, did. thanks, Tristan. We'll see you tonight.